0: following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct, consistency, creativity, culture. On today's episode, Tyler joins me again, and we get into the ACC as we continue our college football preview series. Thanks so much for listening. I am Brian Finch, and this is the Two Point Conversation.
1: Victory. Yeah, spot.
0: Blue 58! Blue 58! What's up, Tyler, my man? Looking good in the, new, in the new crib, dude.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a lot of work, man. I never thought uh, moving in a couple boxes would be so much. It's just yeah. one box after another. Yeah, but uh, we got all the heavy stuff in. A couple boxes laying here and there, but we'll eventually get to it. Uh, I like that it's you, been, said, it's been,
0: uh, you said couple boxes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just yeah. a couple. couple boxes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind of <laughs> undershot it. Yeah. There's multiple boxes. <laughs> Um, uh, but it, it it's good to be on your own and uh it's just it, the whole process was wild. You know you wash your dryer bed, it's not fun and I don't want to move again. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll probably move again eventually. But I, but I miss I missed last week. I missed talking some
0: college ball. Well, uh you get to make up for it this week. Um I think I think this conference is on the rebound better than other conferences. Uh, yeah. Include, included in the ACC, because you heard that in the opening. That's what we're talking about. Uh, we will add in Notre Dame. We'll talk a little Notre Dame football, because there are some diehards, especially in the Western New York region. Uh, I would say it's by far the the most watched college football team, I would say, in Western yep. New York. Absolutely. It's like, if, if you're a Yankees fan, you have to be a Notre Dame fan. I don't know where you signed that, where that contract is, but apparently that's the deal. If you're a Yankees fan and you, you watch college football, you're supposed to be a Notre Dame football fan. And I guess it's, maybe it's a Italian Catholic thing tie in there.
1: I don't know. I, uh, it's funny that you bring that up, the Yankees and a Notre Dame fan, because my dad's a Yankees fan. And, you know, his number one team is Ohio State. Blech. um, oh. But then it. Yeah, and then it then it's Notre Dame. So, but I I know what you're talking about. You know, every Yankee fan that I talk to is a Notre Dame fan, and I don't know if it's from ber- uh, from birth, it's on yeah. the certificate or something, but yep. it's something that you vote in for. But
0: may- I, I respect Notre Dame. I don't know oh, if it's- oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the program's important. It's yeah. it falls under that category of college football is. And then you just start rattling off things, and one of it is, it's no right. game. It's Rudy. And it's.
1: They should be in a conference. They, I mean, if it's not the ACC, big, uh should be in the Big Ten or something. But I don't know. Why are they not in a conference? I know they're independent. Like, I've never understood that.
0: So the biggest reason is because they're the only ones that hold an exclusive national contract with one of the major broadcast companies. Oh, okay. They have the I, exclusive. I sure. They have the exclusive broadcasting rights with NBC. Like NBC doesn't play anybody else's games. It's it's only Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's the biggest reason why. Um. It's all about money. The other reason I think they do it is because they like the idea that they can more handpick their schedule more than the rest of us. The, okay. the rest of the conferences, we're stuck to conferences, and you have to play in your conference, and you you know the rotation. So they already have like their own like rivalries, like like Navy's a big time rival for them, and um, I'm trying to think Michigan. of another, uh, Michigan, yes, one hundred percent, Michigan State as well. So oh, yeah, they, they like that they can pick out those and keep them without being stuck to some sort of rigid conference schedule. But I think eventually they're going to have to join a conference. The, everyone else is joining into these super conferences. They're not going to want to be left out of that. Especially because they they must see that it's a lot harder to get into the playoffs when you don't have a championship. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they did win the ACC in 2020, <laughs> which is so funny to say. Because they had to, right? They were, they were, the, because of COVID, they had to join in. So, yeah, they were a little unique in that aspect for that year. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, it's it's the song, it's the play like a champion banner or sign. You know, it's, it's like I said, it's Rudy. Uh, there's been some ridiculous Hall of Famers that have come out of that school. Um, my favorite is always Joe Montana. Uh, mm-hmm. that's the only one that i will ever um listen to any noise about because um he, he's the only one worth mentioning as far as quarterback. there's some other ones there's some diehard brady quinn fans out there come on die hard really? yeah they love I know there's some
1: boy. ian books too
0: sure uh i don't think he's gonna pan uh, out we'll see him in the USFL anytime soon
1: yeah i don't blame you i don't, I, I can see it he wasn't like really that, you know. I'm trying to think of like a, like a Trevor Lawrence or like a, uh, like a Kyle Pitts or something like that. Yeah, or not, not Kyle Pitts That's a tight end. Uh, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> um, but where, he, where is he now? I don't even know who drafted him. Was it the Colts?
0: Ravens? I don't know. I think I think you're right with the Ravens. I think that's the team. But I also don't know where he is. He's probably still on the same team. Here, Let's type him in the old Google machine and see what happens. He actually
1: might be on the Saints.
0: I'm just Uh, throwing teams out left and right. New Orleans, you're correct. There you go. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Uh, He had 135 yards and two interceptions for New Orleans. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Taysom Hill's better. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Low blow. So, last week, doing the Pac-12, the week before, we did our Big Ten. Now we're on to the ACC, and we've been starting with the champions. Uh, So, we'll mention that real quick, but we're not starting there. We'll stick with Notre Dame, but just to mention, to recap real quick last year, the ACC championship was between the Pittsburgh Panthers and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, which is one of the best names in all of college football as far as the nickname goes. The Demon Deacons is fantastic. Um yeah. But those Pitt Panthers, man, they just rolled up on Mike Forrest. Forty-five twenty-one. Um dang. Let's see here. We got some stats going on. Uh where's Kenny Pickett's stats? Game summary. Uh us uh, play by play. Anyway, oh there we go. Statistics. Kenny Pickett. How'd you do? You went for 253 and two touchdowns. All right. I'll get it done. Pretty solid. Yeah. And then obviously he gets drafted and stays in Pittsburgh to the Steelers. So they have big shoes to fill there and Pitt. probably not repeating, <laughs> but that's okay. That's what the ACC apparently does now, which is now that Clemson has somehow taken a giant step back. Um, mm-hmm. The rest of the teams are kind of beating up on each other. And um, we would normally start, like I said, with the champion, but this time we're going to go over to, uh, let's go to Notre Dame. Let's bring these guys in. We don't know where else to really lump them in. Like we just said, don't belong anywhere, but if they belong anywhere, we'll have to put them in the uh, ACC for the time being. Um, Early thoughts on Notre Dame season. Uh, They're in the top 10. I think I saw ninth, maybe. For Notre Dame, I think I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And the coaches poll. so <laughs> off to off to a promising start as far as what the nation is thinking of them. But what does Tyler think of Notre Dame this year?
1: Uh, I think of them as being a strong suit. You know, they're I think they're a good program. Um, you think about it, like a couple of years. I mean, they always have great teams, and depending on their schedule, I think they have a really tough schedule this year um and this conference is pretty cool because you know the ACC doesn't really have a favored winner. You know, it, it was Clemson the last, you know, decade, but now you're starting to see Wake Forest, Pitt, and now maybe you can see Notre Dame in the mix. Uh, I'm excited to see what Notre Dame can bring to the table. A couple of players to watch out for is their cornerback Cam Hart and their safety uh, Brandon Joseph. Those guys are Ballhawks. Um and then their running back Chris Trey, you know, he's pretty good too, so uh, they got a good roster. I'm excited to see what Notre Dame brings to the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, brand new head coach, um, but someone that they are familiar with, um, Marcus Freeman, who was on staff last year as their defensive coordinator. Does that sound right? I think so. Yep. Yeah. So, this dude's a vibe if if i'm using the term correctly as the kids use it i i would love to play for this dude i think he seems like a lot of fun um not too much over the top like some of these guys i just watched what college team was i watching oh ucf i was just watching ucf coaches have like a dance-off which is fun i get it the players are hyped but at the same time is like I don't think I see Marcus Freeman doing that. Maybe if they win a national title, maybe uh, you'll see him doing a little dance on the sidelines, but uh I think he's uh right. he's he's a he's a normal coach in the fact that he's going to lead by example. He seems like one of those first in, last out kind of guys, going to put in the grind, going to put in the time, knows what it takes. You know, he's been around some pretty good coaches in his career. I just looked at his career and it's a uh, pretty impressive um he hit that recruiting trail hard, though, man. Like, impressive for yeah a coach. Like, I don't know how he pulled it off like he did, but yeah, he kept it big time. Good. That's
1: what they need. Notre Dame needs some uh, studs to compete.
0: Yeah. And they always get them. You know, it's the name recognition. It's the helmet. It's, it's you know, so much of what they are. Um the other guy that uh, maybe bring up as player-wise, and I know the draft guys, so you, you big draft Nick listeners out there, um, Michael Meyer, the tight end, dude's a freak. Oh, yeah. um, remember busting on the scene as a, a true freshman, and was like, who in the world is that? Just yeah. making silly plays, amazing run after the catch ability for a tight end. I mean, the, the guy looks like Travis Kelsey. Who didn't go to Notre Dame but might as well have with that ginger hair he's got going on. <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's really fun time for Notre Dame because it it seems like they're not gonna lose anything. You know, um right. Brian Kelly goes off to the south, he be- becomes the LSU head coach and gains an accent somehow. Um, so he goes off and everyone's laughing the whole time, which is fantastic. Just because I also don't take Brian Kelly all that serious either. He's just, it's, it's too much loudness. He is. So I I like this a lot more. I don't normally root for Notre Dame. Uh, There's very few teams in the nation that if they were playing, I would root for them to win in. Um, Including the sec, which I typically root against sec teams, but If it's, you know, uh, I'm trying to pick like the worst. Like if it's Vanderbilt and Notre Dame, I'm I'm Vandy all day. (laughs) If it's but if if it's but if it's Alabama, maybe I'm rooting Notre Dame. Um, just because I don't know, man. They get so much hype, and our rivalry was so strong, and they just bailed on it between Michigan and Notre Dame, and it. That sucked because it's like you took your win and you just ran. You you got that last win and you just we're gone. But, uh, that's back on anyways. So, twenty twenty five. I think that the rivalry's back on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, They never gave up Michigan State though. Funny how that works. (laughs) The team that you normally (laughs) beat up on, you left them. You're like, oh, we'll still play them every year. Yeah, of course. Notre Dame last year. Um, good season. Trying to find their standing here. Um, It's great season actually for them overall.
1: Eleven and two.
0: Yeah, eleven and two did not make the playoffs. Right. Trying to picture the team. Yeah, no. Yeah, they were. They were like the first one out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I bet. I bet it was. There was a lot of very angry boosters um like why do we pump all this money in if we're not getting the playoffs just kidding but not not kidding it's the truth So 11 and 2 yeah good year i think this year you know running on the schedule they do let's see they've got uh why are you giving me 2023 i just wanted to pull up their schedule and it pulls up 2023 schedule (laughs) thanks wikipedia See, this is why I love going through my magazine because I got everything right here and I don't have to look anywhere. No, that's all right. I'll, it, we don't have to go through the game by game. I think um, they got another shot at the playoffs. That's as good as their season is, is right? I mean, it's they're not, they're not going to finish too much lower than probably winning nine games. Normally that doesn't get you in the playoffs, but we'll see. Um, I don't think the ACC overall will have a representative in the playoffs. So no. as the as the off to the side team for the ACC, they're probably the only lone chance of getting in. Um, maybe come some returns. We'll see. We'll we'll talk to them in a minute. Um, any other thoughts on Notre Dame's prospects for this twenty twenty two season?
1: I think I'm good with Notre Dame. I wish them the best. You know, yeah. I'll closet uh, root for them, just oh. like you. You know, if they play somebody, uh, if they uh, play Alabama, I'm rooting Notre Dame. But if Notre Dame is playing Duke, then you know,
0: picking Duke Blue Devils all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless it's basketball. If it's basketball, then I'm never Duke. I'm never. I can root yeah, Duke I mean, football because they're normally not very good, but right. never Duke basketball. No, especially as a Michigan fan. That's absolutely you, you yeah. get kicked out of the club for for that. You don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the actual ACC champions, a team that probably should have started first, but we know our Notre Dame listeners wanted to get their pub out the way, and we're happy to do it. The Pittsburgh Panthers. I don't know where they came from last year. I get Kenny Pickett. But at the same time, they don't get that many recruits, and yeah, there's no way. And I don't think, I don't think overall, I don't think it was because they were that good. I mean, twelve and one, fantastic year, winning the ACC, awesome. But um, I, I think it was o- overall because the ACC is a little down right now. Some of these historic teams, we already mentioned Clemson, kind of struggling to find their you know, um, footing again in the conference. You know, the historic programs of Miami and Florida State are complete messes, just complete mess. shell- shells of what they used to be. Uh, Carolina was fun there for a minute, you know, when you had Sam Howell. It, having a elite quarterback changes everything. So that's probably what got pit over the top, in my opinion. So let's just hit some of the normal stuff that we hit with the rest of the teams once again. Notre Dame fans, I'm sorry, but you guys just don't get the same kind of treatment in this magazine as the rest do. But uh, shout out once again to um, Athlon Sports. I love this magazine; it's so good. Head coach Pat Narduzzi uh, returning for his seventh year with the team. He is 53 and 37. Um, see who re- returning stars we got. Um, Jordan Addison at wideout, getting all of the 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 first round draft grade pub. Um, oh boy, Kalijah C A L I J A H. Uh, you know I'm a big name guy. Uh, Kalijah Cansey, that's a fantastic name. Um, I can't. Even come close to pronouncing the third name here on the list, but I'm going to try it. Servosia, S-I-R-V-O-C-E-A. Listeners, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Servosia, Cerv- Servosia? Ooh, maybe it's that. that sounds maybe, good. Then maybe it's like for, yeah, like a clothing brand. It sounds like. Yeah. Really. Yeah. From so t- two studs returning on that defensive uh, unit. So you got to strong defensive tackle and cancy coming back. He was a third team uh AP All-American and then uh you got uh Servasi coming back. Uh he was a second team All ACC uh coming back to fill that linebacker spot. So those are the key players for returniers. Uh obviously they lost Kenny Pickett, mentioned that already. Uh Cam Bright left the core uh linebacker and uh Lucas Crawl tight end Um, left as well, you can get by with losing a tight end. That linebacker in the middle, it'll be important to see how uh, the transition goes from um, the stalwart that would have been there for many years to a guy that's only in his uh, third year. So we'll see how the gap is filled. Tyler, what have you seen when going through this team?
1: Uh, I don't see a repeat. Um, I definitely see them. Maybe they could play in the championship. I know the ACC is kind of a little bit of a weak. I mean, I I shouldn't say weak. It's just not as competitive. It used to be. Uh, I mean, if you look at like, you know, you touched on it, Miami, Florida state Clemson's, we're not too sure. I mean, you get the Syracuse year after year, you get the Duke, um, maybe Pete, uh, Pitt kind of squeaked in last year. They kind of got in there because Clemson was having an off year, and then they played Wake Forest. Um, but I'm excited to see what Pitt does. You know, I don't mind Pittsburgh. You know, they're a team that I don't hate. But uh, they're definitely a team that I'd keep my eye, eye on, on them. God, I can't talk to them.
0: <laughs> Damn words. Yeah, definitely, definitely the team to keep your eye on as far as – if they can get off to a hot start, then maybe they'll be all right. They did do a fantastic job of filling the quarterback position. I don't, I don't know how I didn't mention this, or maybe I, maybe I did, and I don't remember it. Uh, Keaton Slovis coming over from USC to go play at uh, Pitt this year to fill the quarterback mm. spot. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so you know that'll Never get know. that'll get you rolling pretty quick. I already mentioned Jordan Addison, uh, a name that I'm going to keep my eyes on. And then uh, the defense is the defense. You know, you you play in the ACC. You normally have pretty good defenses overall compared to the rest of the nation, especially when you have the Big 12 out there, which takes all the rankings down. Um, I, I I I think Pitt's fun right now, man. I don't know. I think Pat Narduzzi's got something going on. Took him a few years. But uh, this recruiting trail is working out all right. Let's see what he's got going on. Yeah, he's got a uh, one four-star tackle signed out of Ohio. Oh, we got a local guy. Jimmy Scott from Hamburg, New York. Defensive lineman. Look at that.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Now I am room for a bit.
0: There we go. Uh, here's a great first-team uh, name for hometown. Samuel... Oaken Lola, man, you, these names are killing me today. But anyways, this dude went to Braintree, Massachusetts. Never heard of it ever in my life. Uh, but that is a fantastic hometown name. I mean, it's three stars all the way down, but I would never leave. You you uh, Braintree for Life. <laughs> Braintree for Life. Braintree High School. Born I wonder
1: what their mascot is. Oh,
0: good. Like yeah, look that up real quick. <laughs> Someone tell us what that is. Um. Before moving on, let's. I'll look at the schedule real quick. They start off with West Virginia out the gate, September first. That's tough. That's tough. It's a home game, so it's it's always nice not to have to go uh to West Virginia. Those fans are bonkers. That is one of the always top five, top ten party schools. Um, everyone I know that's ever. Gone there. I, I heard stories from just the wildest parties going on there. And you see it on Saturdays, especially. Um, but then they take on Tennessee right after that. An, an up and coming school a program right now in Tennessee. It's those are they, they could catch if they're not careful. It's back to back losses down. Once again, Tennessee's at home. And then they hit the soft part of the schedule. They get a Western Michigan, they get a Rhode Island, and then they're all ACC. And it's, you know, it's Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Louisville, uh, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke, and then uh, to Miami to finish it off. So schedule is what it is. But, man, they definitely set themselves up to be, if they can capitalize on that early part of the schedule, get two impressive wins against two quality opponents right off the start, you're in the conversation.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, that's my thoughts. You good with them? I'm good with that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go find those, <clears throat> uh, Demon Deacons. Wake Forest appearing in the ACC championship as the opponent to Pitt last year. Um, let's see here. Wake Forest. Perfect. Uh, head coach, Dave Clawson. Uh, he has spent, Eight years at the school. He has been coaching for 22 years. He's 51 and 48 all time at Wake Forest last year, being a ginormous outlier as far as what his normal uh, seasons look like. 11 and 3, 7 and 1 in the ECC. And uh, my goodness, oh, I didn't hit any of the offensive or defensive rankings for Pitt. I apologize, Pitt Panther fans. I'm sorry. It's early in the morning, and I haven't drank all my coffee. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's a fantastic record. Yeah, that, that is oh, a fantastic yeah. record for Wake Forest. A, a historic, normally a, a a mat that gets walked all over in the ACC. Um,
1: yeah, they're um, they're an electric team to watch. Uh, I've seen them. I went to Syracuse about four or five years ago to watch Syracuse and Wake Forest play, and Obviously, you know Wake Forest, curb Syracuse, but they're such a fun team to watch. You know, there's definitely there's a that's a team that you should watch out for too is Wake Forest. I don't know how they're going to be this year, but they're a pretty cool team to watch. And like what you said in the beginning, their name is probably one of the top two.
0: I also love this the simple logo on the helmet. I I love the the W the F and, and how bold it is, especially when they rock the black helmets underneath. It's like I'm, I'm looking at this one picture of this, uh, their starter Sam Hartman, and it's it's and especially the black face mask. But wow, I might change it out for the gold. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we got to have a uniform talk one of these days. I'm um, in. <laughs> so here we go. I'll go through some of their rankings and then I'll go into uh, some of the key losses and additions and uh, returners. So, this is the reason. That they were in the ACC championship. They, this is the reason that they were such a surprise. This offense was electric last year. Bonkers, bonkers, bonkers offense. So they were second in an ACC. And they're like, oh, second in the ACC. What's that put them nationally? Probably like, I don't know, maybe in the 20s would be cool, right? If you're ranked somewhere in the 20s, it's points per game. Um, as far as like national rankings, that's pretty good. You have a pretty good offense. No, they were fourth in the nation in points per game. That is stupid production. Uh, averaging 41 points per game, that's, that's silliness. Um, their rushing attack was only 68th, 10th in the ACC. It's their passing game. Averaging 307 yards per game, put them fourth in the ACC, 12th uh, nationally, and then overall, they were 11th nationally in yards per game. That offense drove that team. Yeah. Very good team. Very good team. team. Yeah. I do remember watching a little bit of them just because after so many weeks, you just catch on. Like, I love, I'll I'll be honest, I'm a glutton for touchdowns and scores and big time plays. I, I know that there's beauty in a strong defensive battle, but I'm not here for it. I, this is college football. I want to see high scores. I want, that's the whole reason that I, you know, kind of gravitate to watching more college games if I can do pro games, because these, these guys end up playing with each other for, you know, three years and they create such good chemistry and they understand the system so well. And, oh man, it's, it was so fun to watch them last year if you got a chance.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, you know, they're they're such a great team to watch. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't really get to see a lot of Wake Forest games because I think this conference is like the ACC. We don't really get a lot of TV time unless you're Clemson or now maybe Notre Dame thrown in the mix, maybe a Florida State here and there at 8 o'clock when they're playing Florida or something. Yeah, But other than that, you know, you you don't get to see the NC States. You don't see the North Carolina. You might see North Carolina at like 3.30 or something. But if there's another game on like LSU-Alabama,
0: I'm
1: gonna watch that. All right. I'm not gonna watch North Carolina.
0: And North Carolina State. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you on that. I think um, the way these TV network deals are going down, and the the fact that you have exclusive rights to conferences tied to just a certain you know network. So, Big Ten has his own network. ACC has his own network those aren't just handed out with normal cable packages. I know a lot of us don't use cable. I as well do not use cable. I'm a slim TV guy. Uh right. just hopped on that train recently. Um excited for You it. like it? Uh it's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's a, it's actually really easy to navigate and I I like that I can just go to sports and it shows me literally every sports game that's on and it's not awkward to, like I've tried some like hacked apps, you know what I mean, stuff like that and those are always Awful to navigate, so yeah. I I will. Here's my uh, Get some virus. <laughs> oh, I yes. My I've, I've got a fire stick that's completely shot. I think from catching something. I oh, I, yeah. I don't even try firing the fire stick up anymore. But yeah, uh, Sling TV. Give us a sponsor. We'll we'll shout you out all the time. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> being that the ACC has their own network, I think that's where you catch a lot of Wake Forest games and stuff like that. It's unfortunate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Let's get into their losses. Nothing crazy to me. Um, mostly because it, it's Wake Forest built this program um, sneakily, like it's like completely under the radar. N- no big names that like, oh, this is the reason why, or this is the re-. no. I mean, overall, I think it's just the team is effective their quarterback is was was nuts last year on sam hartman but i don't know uh i'm I'm struggling to like find like the the key piece that like besides sam hartman that was like oh okay you know you can look at um uh, we were said with the pit. You know, they got the receiver coming back. You know that that's a reason to lean on them. Or you look at Notre Dame and go, oh, you know that defense of the secondary is like so strong. Like they can lean on that. Like those kind of things happen with a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Like Forest doesn't seem to have that. Especially when you look at their losses. Left tackle Zach Tom, he's a guy. Nothing crazy. Um, wide receiver, um, uh, Jackrell Robertson, yeah. It don't do much for me and then uh their kicker is listed here as their key loss but he was first team all cc all, all acc selection so and he holds some nca records so okay Nick Skiba um shout out you but um I, I think um i think we need to get into that quarterback in a little bit who who else was on your radar for Wake first? you got anyone
1: uh i had a uh, wide receiver aj penny uh perry sorry uh, and then uh, defensive end,
0: uh, Jacine Davis. Okay, that's I think interesting. I,
1: said, I, think I yeah, long. That right I said that right. So I'm you, not good with words either.
0: Yeah, right. Words hard. Uh, yeah, so you've got one of the DNs, and then I've got the other DN listed here. They got uh, they like Rondell uh, Boy- Bothroyd. Uh, he finished third in the conference and tackles for loss. Yeah. And then uh this Perry dude, yeah, he looks legit. He had fifteen receiving touchdowns last year. Uh um, oh, yeah, he's good. Very good. But let's stop beating around the bush. Let's talk about the dude, a dude that could really stand uh to put himself high in the uh the draft. Sam Hartman the third. No, not the third. Just kidding. He uh and he went nuts last year. 4,228 yards passing, 39 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Like to take that 14 interceptions down a little bit. Even yeah. if it's at the cost of a, a couple of touchdowns, if he could have hit like 35 touchdowns, but take that interception sub ten, now you're talking, now you're talking about a, a, a efficient offense. Better than right. they were last year.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what uh, Wake Forest can bring to the table this year. Mm -hmm. Kind of a team to, you know, if you're an ACC fan or just a college football fan, you know, there's a, and this conference doesn't get a lot of love. Um, but yeah, watch out for Wake Forest.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, Perry Holden, seventy-one catches, twelve hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, like I already said. That's the way this is going to go for them. If they're going to be another team that's contending for the ACC championship, looking at, you know, 11 wins, it's going to have to go through the offense. And uh, let's see how they start off their schedule. Ooh, a lot easier uh, for them. They start off with VMI. Literally don't know who that is. I've never heard of that. Never heard of them. Good luck to VMI. Enjoy the money. At Vanderbilt, (laughs) September 10th. So there you go, little uptick in competition. Still, though, it's only v- Vanderbilt, and then they head off uh, and they uh, they face Liberty, which is meh, meh. You know, all all right for the uh, sub division teams, but you know, not on Wake Forest caliber. So they should be three and zero heading into a home matchup with Clemson on September twenty fourth. That'll be the first real test, and it's a big one. Then uh, at Florida State, they get Army, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, North Carolina, Syracuse, and at Duke to it off. I think they always finish with Duke. That's their rivalry weekend. I mean, I think they're only a, a few miles really f- away from each other. They're like part of that little circle of, of Carolina colleges where they're all within an hour driving distance of each other.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. A little rival, little
0: rival action. Uh, 2022 recruits. They got a fi- uh, two four-star guys worth mentioning here. Uh, running back Damon Claiborne uh, coming over from King William, Virginia. And Wesley Grimes, wide receiver, coming in from Raleigh. And then they get a whole bunch of three-star guys, which is how they build their program. It's how every school, if you're not Alabama, builds your program in Georgia, I guess, nowadays. They're on track, I think. They didn't lose anything. They still got their stud. Still the same coach. I think it's Wake Forest um, to lose as far as um, their um, their division. I would think that they are the favorites in their division. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're in the Atlantic. That seems a little redundant, but no, that's how they break them down. The ACC Atlantic and the <laughs> ACC Coastal. Uh, It's a little confusing, guys. Going to double Atlantic in your titles. But hey, who am I to judge? Uh, What do you think? Time to pull off the Band-Aid and uh, get right into Clemson? Yeah,
1: let's do it. Let's get it.
0: All right. Clemson Tigers.
1: Disappointing.
0: Very disappointing. They got uh, 13 years uh, of Dabo Sweeney. Now, the 13 years is interesting because it's like, well, he hasn't been head coach for all 13. So, okay. I don't know why exactly they're listing it like that. Uh, but either way, big part of the program there. We almost are guaranteed to see him move on to Alabama whenever Saban s- decides to hang it up. Because Sweeney is a Alabama alum and... You just listen to the guy talking. Like, yep, I could totally see him over there in the uh, uh, the 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 Bear Bryant uh suit. You know what I mean? It's literally just yeah. like Bear Bryant all over again. Uh, if you don't know Bear Bryant, uh, look up a picture of this dude. Dude had swag for days. Uh, old school Alabama coach way back in the day. I don't know where to start with them. Do we start with how disappointing they were last year while while also being 10 and 3? They were 10 and 3 and they were disappointing. They were 6-2 <laughs> yeah, just... in the ACC and then we're looking at them like man what has happened to Clemson? Ugh, this team is just nobody's.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, it's funny that we say that, like oh my god they're they're so disappointed but they finished 10 and 3. Um I don't know what happened. Maybe the stakes were just so high for them and then they just couldn't uh, couldn't take it on, or maybe with the quarterback position. You know, with, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say it. DJ Uguilalei,
0: Oh, yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm I'll, not
1: good with words either.
0: I'll, well, the, the I mean, the, we'll spell it and then the listeners will understand. U I A G A L E L E I. So a phenomenal Samoan uh, ancestry name that our pathetic tongues are n- are not able to Absolutely. pronounce, you know, that that's for guys that are far more gifted. You know, if you were to ask Haloti to pronounce it, I'm sure that dude would nail it, you know, first try.
1: Right. But yeah, um, I don't know what happened with Clemson. I think they just, they were, you know, they ranked a weren't really ranked and then they got back into the rankings. And maybe, you know, there was just more viewership on teams that were winning. Like, you know, we had a lot of TV for Michigan this year. And Clemson's didn't really have a lot of primetime games. So maybe that's why we Clemson was kind of pushed back on the burn burn uh, back burner a little bit. But they also finished ten and three. And they still got a great route.
0: Well, yeah, it seems like everything's still in in the cards for them to be as good as they want to be. It's it's just getting. I mean, it was it was quarterback struggles. I do remember that. Um, DJ absolutely struggled in his second year. He looked so good in small doses in his freshman year that we all thought it was just a given. That he would be a phenomenal second year player when, but he was doing that part time. That was when you know, um, was it Trevor Lawrence's last year? Yeah, I guess it was. So it was Trevor Lawrence's last year, and you know he got hurt, or even sometimes situationally they would swap him out, or in a blowout, you know he would come in relief to finish off the finish off the game. It's it's a, a big ask when you're that guy for that school. There's only like a handful of them in the nation where you go, bam, you're the marquee player for Alabama. You're the marquee player for Georgia. Right. Maybe it's even bigger when it comes to Clemson, because I don't know. Like I don't think of like Georgia and Alabama, a lot of times I can think of just how dominant their defenses are. So it takes a lot of weight out of you don't even think about the quarterback. When Mac Jones was there, it wasn't like I circled it and went up. Oh, this is the reason why they're going to be awesome. They got Mac Jones. Like, no, I mean, they got so many other guys around him. So <laughs> Mac doesn't have to do everything. Maybe DJ felt a little compelled to try and do too much. Yeah.
1: Maybe Gabo uh, put a lot of pressure on his shoulders, on his shoulder pads. Maybe he just couldn't adapt to it. Yeah. All, all eyes on him and Clemson and share to see how they do.
0: Well, he, he took all of. The snaps at quarterback minus looks like thirty-two snaps for two other quarterbacks on the team. So they believed in enough to keep them out there. Uh, very poor passing stats: uh, two thousand two hundred and forty-six yards, nine to nine touchdowns to ten interceptions. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, I think the other biggest thing of, about this storyline of of Clemson and and why maybe they're down. Again this year. Um longtime defensive coordinator Brent Venables is filling the Oklahoma job. He is now the Oklahoma Sooners head coach uh with Lincoln Riley going out west, which we covered last week. That's huge. Yeah.
1: he oh, yeah. is
0: he is like the, the, the number one guy from everything I've read when it came to the recruiting trail. That guy crushed it out there getting recruits. So I don't know how you feel that because that's way bigger than just feeling to some guy calling the the play sheet, you know. So I think um, I, I, I think growing pains are in order again, and Clemson fans don't probably want to hear that. But good news is you get studs all the time. But first, let's cover some key losses. Uh, Andrew Boot Jr., phenomenal cornerback, uh, he's gone. Justin Ross, who we knew. Wasn't healthy and continues not to be healthy. Unfortunately, he is on IR in the NFL and then uh, Mario Goodrich, another cornerback listed here is another key loss, but I mean, they're just going to rotate the next guy in. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, They don't normally miss a step when it comes to defense, except like we just said, Brent Venables is no longer there. So, Uh, let's look at the guys coming back and why. Maybe they'll be all right. They got Will Shipley returning at running back. Uh, He had 11 rushing touchdowns last year. Uh, The second most by a Clemson true freshman in school history. Only behind Travis Etienne. Uh, Miles Murphy uh, returns as a defensive end. Um, He had 14 tackles for a loss and 7 sacks last season as a junior. Or um, as a sophomore. And then this is his junior season. And then uh, Trent Simpson. Uh, Simpson um, is a guy that's looked as one of the top linebackers in this draft class. So they got some studs still on this team. No, and not to mention they've got uh, two five-stars here. They got Cade uh, Klubnick, quarterback from Austin, Texans, uh, Austin Texas, five-star guy. Uh, Juden Lucas, cornerback uh, from South Carolina. And then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 four-star recruits coming in. A um, couple of cornerba- or, well, cornerback, a couple of offensive linemen, uh, safety. We don't get into recruits, but it's worth mentioning uh, that right. they're, they're still on track there. So rankings, offense was very poor. 82nd nationally in scoring, 58th nationally in rushing. 103rd, 103rd in passing is brutal. You're not, you're not going to the playoffs. If you're, oh. I said it last week, it's, it, it's something I'm going to harp on. You need to be a plus 100. If you're going to be a fun, enjoyable watching team when it comes to these rankings. Um, but if you can be top 50, now you're talking about winning your conference, those kind of things. If you're top 25, you're talking about flirting with the playoffs. If you're top 10, you You're almost always in that discussion, just a a win away maybe from being in the playoffs, especially as playoffs get expanded, because we know it's going to happen eventually. And then 100th flat for total yards per game, which is insane to think about. But their defense was so good. Scoring. I don't know how they lost so many games. Well, I mean, three, but still. Uh they are first in the ACC in scoring for defense at 14 game, uh 14.8 points per game, second nationally. Second. And they couldn't they couldn't put together a better season. Seventh in rushing defense nationally, fortieth in passing. Okay. But overall, eighth in total yards allowed on defense. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. They
1: finished ten and three. Ten and three. <laughs>
0: And not a bad year. Not a bad year. If, if you told Wake Forest fans every year for the last five years that they were gonna finish ten and ten and three, they'd be like, Yes, this, yeah. is, this we'll is the best. This is the best best years of my life. I think I think they'll be fine. It it's it's unfortunately gonna fall on DJ. I don't want to put too much pressure on a guy. I guarantee he doesn't listen to our podcast, so we're not going to. But <laughs> it's 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 really gonna fall on him because I think they've already decided um how they wanna you know coach up this team. I think they know they're gonna try and lean defense and probably try and control the clock a little more if they can do that successfully, then they'll be better than ten and three. but the problem with that is you rely now on not turning the ball over. You need. Then you now rely on more explosive plays because it's tough in college to be that team that puts together the long drives. A lot of schools that you see that are winning national cha- championships or appearing in their conference championships, um, if you're winning those kind of things, the reason is is you're able to pull off explosive plays. Look at the biggest difference in Michigan. Yes, we're going to bring up our school. Because it's a fun example, and it's our school, damn it. But uh, the, the biggest difference and the reason they won the Big Ten championship is they were able to pull off explosive plays on offense. If you can't do that in college football, it's going to be a struggle. It's not like the pros. It, you you nope. can't matriculate the ball down the field quite as well. So that's where it's going to come down to.
1: Absolutely. All eyes on Clemson this year see what they can do.
0: So, their 22 schedule, um, they do this. They're pretty good at this. They do give themselves pretty good challenges up front. So, at Georgia Tech, pretty good to start. That's going to be a September 5th game. Then they take on Furman, who is a nobody school. Then they take on Louisiana Tech, another nobody school. But then they take on Wake Forest. Like, immediately, like, they oh, hop uh, into this ACC. and. Oh, yeah. Uh, NC State after that. Boston College after that. Florida State, Syracuse, Notre Dame. Yep, they take Notre Dame on on November 5th at Notre Dame. That will be a great game. Uh, Louisville, Miami, and then South Carolina to finish it off. Interesting that they scheduled an SEC team for their last um, team they play. It's not an ACC team. That's interesting. I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> it's really throwing me up. I almost want to like second guess this and go look up a separate schedule. Is is it South Carolina? It's, I guess
1: Spencer Redler.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Gamecock fan. Always have been. Uh, I'm good with Clemson. How about you? I'm good with Clemson. Yep. All right. Who do you want to hit next? Who else is interesting?
1: Kind of the rest of the ACC is kind of meh.
0: Very much meh. I agree yeah, with you.
1: Very meh. I mean, we can just all blend it together. Sure. You know?
0: Sure. All right. Um, if we're going to do that, um, I, I suggest we start with some of the more um, historic programs like uh, Florida State.
1: Yeah, what a disappointing program. <laughs> Well, I mean, they were so, like, they were the team to beat a couple of years ago. And then uh, all of a sudden, just nothing. I mean, they were six and six last year. Oh, I'm sorry, they were five and seven. Yeah, um, stop
0: giving them so much credit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at Boston College. <laughs> they were right, right below. Um, but yeah, Florida State, I don't know. They kind of, like I said, the rest of the ACC just meh. Yeah.
0: Just meh yeah uh florida state is uh returning coach mike nervell this is gonna be his third year he's got an eight and thirteen record not that good uh no five star recruits they got a handful of four star recruits coming in um they did lose one decent piece on defense uh jermaine johnson who i uh, was like one of my sleeper guys in the draft last year um
1: see him twice a year
0: yeah unfortunately um I don't see anyone standing out. Let's go look at their stuff on offense and defense real quick. Well, uh, they didn't break top 50 in anything. The only thing they got close to is uh, rushing yards per game, 177. They was 52nd nationally overall, 80th in the nation, 74th points per game. Not good. Defense equally not as good. Uh, Scoring, they were 68th. Total yards allowed, 66th. They have lost all their momentum that they ever had, and I don't know how they get it back. I really don't because uh, Florida, like, obviously we're talking ACC, but Florida and the SEC is doing fine. They have down years, but at the same time overall, I would say if you look at 10 years, they're, they're a good program. You know, oh, yeah. there's, there's other schools that are in, in that area that are doing just fine of pulling in recruits and stacking together pretty good seasons but Florida State cannot get out of their own way. Uh, a lot of it is tied to the quarterback position, I think. They haven't had anyone um, worthwhile since. I mean, Jameis was the dude, but even the guy that, uh, that came in after uh, Jameis was pretty good, but as far as college quarterbacks go, I can't think of his name right yeah. now. Everyone's <laughs> screaming in their phones right now. You dummies um yeah florida state they got they got a pff, you can't be five and seven you're florida state if if they can't get the eight wins this year that dude's done guaranteed they're onto another head coach which un- unfortunately true. is probably a lot to yeah. do with their their losses they haven't been able to figure it out since bobby Bowden, you know bowed out so i gotta get that figured out uh i want to talk about a little louisville real quick uh, returning head coach, Scott Satterfields in his fourth year, 18 and 19. Uh, so he has a losing record right now at yeah. the school, but um, pretty good recruiter. Uh, he's got two solid dudes coming in here, at four star guys, uh, Popeye Williams and Edge out of Westfield, Indiana. And then uh, Devon Mortimer, wide receiver from Fort Lauderdale. So pulling guys out of other people's territories, fantastic, especially stealing one from Notre Dame, you know, in their backyard, fantastic. Uh but returning quarterback Malik Cunningham, a guy that I love watch play football. Uh Malik last year went uh for almost three thousand yards, nineteen touchdowns, six interceptions, and then added another thousand on the on the ground plus. Another twenty touchdowns, he's he's silly. He's uh, him and, and Malik Willis have a lot in common. Obviously, Lamar and him will get a lot of comparisons because of the school. Uh, but super fun, dude. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. Explosive, crazy, explosive. Um, who else? Who else? Uh,
1: Miami's kind of disappointing.
0: You know, and and they had that that glimmer. They had that moment when we got the the, the King hype, who now obviously is out of the program. Um, he's on an XFL team. I don't, I can't remember which one, but I saw the XFL quarterbacks, and he was listed as starter for one of them. Which oh, really? Was, yeah, huh. that's fun. Um, yeah, so Dear King, um, you know, obviously was the last big name. Uh, Miami last year seven and five. Yeah. actually better than I thought they would be. Right,
1: it's just you know that's a team like you expect them to be better. You know, Miami was a you know they they're such a disappointing team because of their history. Um, but you know seven and five, it's just who who did they lose to?
0: I honestly, I'm not too sure. Uh, last year, they lost to Alabama to start the year. Okay. Michigan State, they got thumped on pretty good. Uh, Virginia and North Carolina. And then, uh, ooh, they lost to Florida State 31-28. Ugh. Yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> well, um, they they don't have to start with Alabama this year. Good news for them. Yeah, hey, that's a good yeah. they get a little bit of a ramp up. They do play uh Texas A&M in their third game. So that'll be Ooh. their first big test. Yeah, yeah. An and up and coming uh program in the SEC. Well, they've been there a few years now, but uh um let's see here. Returning quarterback Tyler Van Dyke uh threw for almost 3000 yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. Yeah. They they got some dudes. Um Mario Cristobal is uh is, is his first year as the head coach. So he gets a, a returning quarterback, which is awesome in his first year. So I would imagine his first year goes better than other people's first years. He also pulls in, um coordinator from Michigan, Josh Gaddis.
1: Yep, I was just about to bring that up.
0: Yeah, I thought Gaddis was a little overhyped
1: um yeah miami can take him
0: (laughs) i i think but you know you, you gotta you gotta start somewhere and he's a name that's been associated with a lot of winning programs you know obviously being over in alabama first and then going to michigan so i get it i get the appeal um they did all right on the recruiting trail a whole bunch of four star guys. Not a single five star, but I mean I'm looking at like a dozen four star guys, which I wish I had some previous recruiting classes like right in front of me. Cause that would be interesting to see how they stacked up in comparison to previous years. Um But I mean I mean I'm sure it's you know a stronger recruiting class than they had because you know Crystal Ball comes with a little bit more name recognition. Right. Um, how about North Carolina? Okay. Yeah. A
1: uh, little okay. bit of a E theme.
0: Six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I mean, we saw it. Yeah, the writing was on the wall when all those wide receivers and skill position players uh, left for the draft the previous year. I think most of us would have signed up for a less than stellar year for North Carolina, even as good as we may have thought Sam Howell is. You, you just can't lose that many skill position players and, and be the same kind of offense, right? Um, but they did have a pretty good offense overall. You know, nineteenth in the nation for points, tenth uh, for uh, total uh, yards per game. It's their defense that was atrocious. Hundred and fifth in points per game and 94th in total yards allowed per game. Not good. Not good at all. Not good at all. No. So losing Sam Howell, they'll try and replace him. Uh, First man up will be Drink May, a freshman, and uh, in reserve is Jacoby Criswell. Big shoes to fill. Absolutely. Big shoes to fill. Who uh, who can't we leave out? Sorry, Virginia schools. I don't know if I want to talk about in you.
1: Syracuse, I know it's so close to us, you know, about two hours, but I can't talk about Syracuse. They're just so bad. They're bad. Um, I will say that, I will say, you know, two teams, Virginia Tech probably has one of the best intros in college football. And then Georgia Tech. It yeah, Georgia Tech. It doesn't matter if they're 0-10, 0-13, but they always play Georgia well. I'll give them that.
0: They do. Yep, And they do normally have some sneaky good uh, players that come about. You know, obviously, uh, they're wide receivers for whatever reason. Even when they're running like the triple option, their wide receivers are fantastic as far as when it comes to the pros. They, uh, they uh, were 3-9 on the year, but not good. And uh, their metrics as far as yards per game offensively and defensively, all of them are basically in the 100s.
1: Not good. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, not good. Duke, not good. Um, Syracuse, not good. The Wolf Pack were nine and three last year. So I guess they're worth bringing up real quick. Uh, 33 yards per game, 28th nationally, 59th uh, in yards per game. Defense was very good last year. They were 14th in the nation in points per game. And, um, 21st in the nation in defense and yards given up per game. Uh, they are returning head coach Dave Doran. Uh, this will be his 10th year. He is 64 and 49 entering the year. And they didn't lose. I mean, they lost their left tackle. Uh, Quinn, is worth, definitely worth mentioning. That is a big hole that will have to be filled. Uh, the dude's a stud at left tackle. So we'll see. Um what well, he's able to, I mean, he he left with two years remaining as for eligibility, so he he knew he knew how good he was, and his agents called it right because he was a high draft pick. Um, they return uh, Devin Leary as their quarterback. Dude had pretty good year, man. Uh, thirty four hundred yards passing, thirty five touchdowns, five interceptions. That's a fantastic ratio. Taking care of the ball. Uh, the receivers were pretty good. Uh, they're they're kind of uh gonna lean on these two dudes. I don't know who will merge, but they got a uh, Thayer Thomas who hauled in eight touchdowns, and they got Devin Carter who hauled in six. And uh, rushing is just so so. Uh, they they lost uh, Zonovan Knight. He uh, he left the school, the program, and they lost uh Ricky Person, and they were their number two rusher. So th- whoever runs the rock for them, brand new, pretty much. You know these guys have not carried it nearly as much as their predecessors. Uh, let's see what kind of schedule they get off to here. This is actually as we're getting to them, they're kind of interesting. Uh, East Carolina, Charleston, Southern to start it off. And then it's Texas Tech. So two softball ones there to start, but then uh, a real good test in Texas Tech. Then they get Connecticut, another softy, but then uh, at Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest would be tough. Boston College at Louisville and at North Carolina to finish up the year. I could see another nine and three year here. I really do. Can you?
1: Can you see? Uh, Can you say ACC champ?
0: Ooh, sleeper team. Yeah. Uh, let's see, they're in the Atlantic. I already picked my ACC winner for the Atlantic. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to second guess myself.
1: I have my winner
0: too. Yeah. yeah. I was just, who, who you got? Uh, if Notre
1: Dame transfers over, I'm going to Notre Dame. If yeah. not, Wake Forest.
0: Now, uh, um, all right. I'll just to be different. Oh, sure. I'll go NC State. Why not? Go Wolf on Syracuse. Sir, <laughs> uh, I'll never. I'll never be a Syracuse guy. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not, not even either. in basketball. I'm not even in basketball. I think that's it. I think we would hit that's enough it. of these marks, man. Uh, honestly, like we've said on previous episodes, we'll continue to say. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of stuff they get into in college football. It's on you, the listeners, to pick up where we leave off. If you're interested, like I said, there's magazines out there. There's <coughs> there's fantastic writers. Um, uh, subscribe to um like the Athletic. You know, there's fantastic beat writers that are on the Athletic. Find your school. Follow these beat writers. They put out good stuff. They get in depth. They get more hands on. They get actual interviews with the players you know which is is tough nationally to always get good write ups on players you got to lean on the local the regional guys for that stuff which i have done in the past so uh that's where i would go um we got two schools left to get into or two conferences that we need to get into but uh college football season's not waiting for us they are moving on so this is the last preview before actual football is back, so we already mentioned it before. But on uh, August 27th, football is back for college football. Here are the games you can watch next week. That's right, guys. Next week, Saturday, uh, starting noon. Uh, you got Austin P. and Western Kentucky. Which Western Kentucky is interesting because that's where Zappy went to school. Who set uh you know for the Hilltoppers all those collegiate records. He was a fantastic player for them. Um, quarterback. So let's see who steps up into the shoes of Western Kentucky. Uh, you got Nebraska and Northwestern playing in Dublin, Ireland. How dope is that? That's pretty sweet. But it's Nebraska. It's yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's both of those teams are not good. Who would you take in
1: that? I'm taking Northwestern. I think yeah. Nebraska's terrible. Scott Frost fired this year. Little oh. early, Tyler. Hot take right there.
0: No, that's fine. No, I, I get it. I mean, he's had his time, and and he hasn't done anything with it. So
1: I don't know how somebody can watch three hours of Nebraska football. I just can't. can't. I just can't. <laughs> no,
0: no. Uh, my neighbors next door to me, uh, one's a Nebraska fan, and uh, the the wife is a Michigan fan, and and the husband is a Nebraska fan. Oh,
1: okay. So, so
0: they got a dual f- a flag on their lawn, the half and half. That's pretty sweet. Sure. I said, no, just get rid of the Nebraska. He goes, I can't. He goes, it's part of me. I'm like, I yeah. get it. I get it. Uh, Idaho State and U- UNLV play each other. You got UConn, Utah State, Wyoming, and Illinois. An interesting matchup. Uh, Florida State takes on DeKesney. D- um, I'll take DeKesney. Uh, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and Florida A&M, <laughs> UTEP, and North Texas. North Texas is normally a fun school to to watch. They're the ones that pulled off that crazy, um, fake punt. The other like where the dude that caught the ball didn't actually call fair catch, and everyone ran oh, past yeah. him, and then he just took off. Um, that was a great highlight last year. You got Nevada and New Mexico State. That's actually a pretty decent rivalry. And then uh, Vanderbilt and Hawaii. Hawaii normally plays on the the first Saturday, uh, slate of games, which is interesting. Uh, don't see a lot of Hawaii football, but some pretty good names have been associated with them throughout the years. And that's it and then, you know, that's that's week 1 or week 0 as they're calling it because then everyone else kicks off the following weekend. And uh with that, we will be getting into SEC. Who do you think? I mean, you, you want Big 12 or you want SEC? Who who we, we we may actually have to do we may actually have to somehow figure out a way of doubling up before the season starts, but cuz like I said, college football is not waiting for us. But either way, we'll be back with more previews. A lot more teams to get into. Uh, Tyler, thanks for coming back, man. Glad you moved in. Absolutely, thank you. New new spot looks good there. I I like your little perch set up for recording. That's fantastic.
1: I gotta throw a Michigan flag out here, mark my territory.
0: That's right, you do. Look for any of the Notre Dame flags and rip them down. Yeah,
1: probably wake up with my uh, truck being keyed, but hey, happens.
0: Yeah, it does happen. It's worth it. Big Tim Champs don't don't apologize for nothing. So we'll be back next week with another preview. Um, until then, thanks so much for listening, and remember the two point conversation is good.
1: Three eighteen, three eighty nine, cut. Three yeah, spot.